Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. We want to talk about being spiritually minded. We really want to get into what does it mean to have a spirit, to be spiritually minded, to have a spiritual mindset. You see, because the truth, the truth of the matter is that most of the work now is going to be taking place right up here, guys, in our thinking. You see, because guys, if if you remember last week. I believe it was last week we were we were talking about how in our born again spirit if you're in Christ if if Jesus is the lord of your life uh we've been talking about how in your spirit you're already righteous you see it's your it's your spirit that is already born again it's your spirit that is uh joined unto the lord as guys remember your spiritual anatomy is of course that you are a spirit you possess a soul that's your mind your will and your emotions and you live in a physical body and so the part of you that is born again is your spirit but now it's your soul you see it's it's really it's going to be all about now bringing your your soul into alignment with who you already are in the spirit that's really what the renewing of the mind is all about and so let's just look at this here tonight and see what the word of god has to say about that amen and so look at Romans chapter 8 verse 3 with me and I want to start off here in the King James version where he says in verse 3 for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh stop right there so what law is he talking about here he's talking of course about the law of Moses he says what the law of Moses could not do because it was weak through the flesh now that word flesh here is the greek word is a greek word sarx which uh, means fleshly it's also translated carnal now what you want to understand is that flesh in scripture has a couple of different meanings has has several different meanings actually it doesn't always refer to your physical body the flesh can be a mindset but the flesh also uh can can talk about as it does in this case here it's talking about our performance it's talking about our own self effort and so what he's talking about here is that the law of moses could never put us into right standing with god why guys well because it required our self effort it required our performance how many guys know the law of moses was all about what you had to do it was about you have to do these things and if you do these things then you're going to be okay with god and so that could never work and remember the law of moses of course was given for that purpose exactly to show us that we needed some help amen the law of moses was not given to make anybody holy it was given to bring us to an end of ourselves uh to bring us to jesus to recognize that we need jesus amen and so he says for what the law of moses could not do in that it was weak through the flesh because it required us to perform he says god sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh so he's talking about jesus coming in in human form jesus becoming fully man obviously 
He says, in, in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. And so what he's saying is what the law of Moses couldn't do because it required our performance and self-effort, glory to God, uh, Jesus did it by coming into the world, uh, by going to the cross, and he says he condemned sin in the flesh. Now that word condemned means to render inactive or to render powerless. Glory to God. And so what he's saying is, is that Jesus is the one who has broken the power of sin in our lives. Guys, I want you to understand, if you are in Christ, sin has no power in your life. Sin has no more a dominion in your life. And so he says, we could not do that in our own self-effort. The reason, of course, being that the flesh, the self, that's really who you are apart from God, outside of Christ, is, is of course, inherently flawed, is really sinful. Amen. We know that, guys. And so, and so you and your own self and your own strength and self-effort, you could never perform your way into right standing with God, you see. But uh, Jesus came into the world to deliver us from the power of sin. Uh, Jesus came into the world uh, to deliver us from the curse of having to struggle, sweat, and perform to try to be in right standing with uh, God. Now look at verse 4. Verse 4 says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Now take note of this, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And so let's break this down, guys. He says the righteousness of the law, which is really the righteous requirement of the law, is fulfilled in us. And I thought this was so awesome. When I really saw, you know, what the meaning of this verse is, 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 is really there's a couple of different meanings here. I want us to look at this in the NLT and, and then also in the NIV, verse 4, Romans 8, verse 4, in the New Living Translation, says, He did this, Jesus came into the world, He did what He did. He says, He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, Take note of for us, if you have an NLT version, I, I want you to underline for us. That the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow after the Spirit. Following after the Spirit is your trusting in the guidance of the Spirit. Amen. Now look at this verse in the NIV. Take note, in the NLT he said the just requirement, requirement of the law was fulfilled for us. And I look at uh, the NIV. He says here in verse 4, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. Glory to God. Take note, in us. If you have an NIV, underline in us. <laughs> Glory to God. He says, who do not live according to the sinful nature, that's performance and self-effort, but according to the Spirit. And so, notice that the uh, NLT translates it for us, the NIV says, so you say, well, Alex, which one is it? Uh, which one is the correct one? Uh, Alex, what's the correct translation? Well, hold on, guys. How many know that the Word of God is manifold? Amen. And so, in other words, the Word of God is, 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 is filled with, with depths, guys, infinite depths, I believe, in terms of revelation. And so, what this means is that there's more than one correct interpretation of a verse of Scripture. And so, was the righteous requirement of the law met for us or in us? Well, the answer is, it is both. Okay, it's both. 
You see, the just requirement of the law was fully satisfied for us, guys. Because how many know, when Jesus came into, into the world, what he did was glory to God. He paid the debt of sin that you and I owed, guys. He paid the sin debt uh, that we owed. And so what that means is that Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. And so that means that the righteous requirement of the law was met for us because Jesus paid the penalty for, for our wrongdoings, for our, for our sins. And as a result, glory to God, as what Jesus, as a result of what Jesus has done, God can now look at you and I as righteous. God can treat you and I as righteous. God can now show his unmerited favor to you and me uh, in, a, in a just legal way as a result of what Jesus has done for us. He met the requirement of the law for us, you see. Glory to God. Now, now that's one way you can look at that verse. Now, the NIV says, in us, King James also says, uh, in us, uh, that the righteous requirement of the law would be fulfilled in us. Now, what does that mean that it's fulfilled in us? And guys, this is what we were just talking about on Sunday is, is that the righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled in us to the degree that we trust in the working of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And so what does this mean? Remember, the um, objective of grace, guys, is still holiness. Amen. Now, now the objective is still holiness, but like we told you on Sunday, we had always thought, well, what's going to make me holy, Alex, is, is that I'm going to keep the Ten Commandments. Well, hold on, friend. There's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments, but here's what happens. The righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled in us, guys. Not by us living according to the law, no, no, it's fulfilled in us as the Holy Spirit works on the inside of us. Glory to God as the Spirit of grace enables us to live as who we are in Christ. As the Spirit of grace creates that transformation in us. You see, a person who is under, who is, who is following the trusting, or, or excuse me, who is, who is trusting <laughs> the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, guys, uh, you know, you, you're going to live right, but it's not going to be because you're trying to keep the Ten Commandments, but what happens is as a result of you following the Spirit, you're going to keep the Ten Commandments. Are you guys following me? You see, and so the, the righteous requirement of the law, the King James says, is fulfilled in us. And then he says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And so as you're trusting the leading and the guidance of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, he's going to enable you now to fulfill the righteous requirement of the law, not because you're under the law, but because he is creating that holiness in you. You see, he's creating the fruit of the Spirit. He's enabling you to give birth to the fruit of the Spirit to the degree that you're depending on him now. This is crucial. You're depending on him, but you're not depending on the flesh. And so, in other words, you see the contrast. Trusting in the spirit versus trusting in your own performance and self-effort. You guys can see that, right? You see? And so, it's the Holy Spirit who enables us, guys, who transforms us from the inside out. If you understand that, say amen. As always, type amen in the chat. Amen. Now, look at verse 5. Now, we want to look at, well, Alex... If the Holy Spirit is going to be uh, working on the inside of me to help me to live as who I am in Christ, how is that going to work? How is he going to do that? Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, for or because. Remember when you see for, that word can also be translated because. He says for or because they that are after the flesh do 
mind the things of the flesh. Take note of mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, they mind the things of the Spirit. So you see, it's going to come down to your mindset. It's going to come down to uh, what, what, what are you setting your mind on. You see, the direction your life is going to go as a born-again believer now is going to come down. It's going to follow your thinking. It's going to follow how are you thinking. What are you focusing on? You see, remember in your born-again spirit, you're already righteous. Now your soulish realm, you got to align your soulish realm with who you are in Christ. And as you do that, what you're doing is you're now enabling the Holy Spirit to work on the inside of you. You see, see guys, I, I, I used to have a very kind of um, performance-oriented way of looking at the renewing of the mind, you know, when it comes to the renewing of the mind, which is still very crucial. But there was a time not too long ago where I was thinking of it as just something we have to do. You know, you just got to renew your mind, you know, and, you know, praise God, this is what I would tell people, man, you just got to renew your mind in the word. Well, that is true. But you see, everything in this covenant of grace, guys, I'm starting to see is it comes down to our relationship with the spirit of grace. So, yes, we renew our minds in the word, you see, but as we renew our minds, it's the spirit of grace. It's the Holy Spirit who's going to make those truths of the word of God real to our heart. You see, and so you set your mind on the things of the spirit. You enable the spirit to work in your life. Look at verse six. Verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded, that's what we're talking about, is life and peace. It's life and peace. Man, if you want to have some peace in your life, you know, it really comes down to what are you, what are you focusing on? You know, are you focusing on the natural or are you focusing on the spiritual? You see, now the word death here doesn't mean just physical death. It's talking about any kind of uh, corruption, any kind of decay. You know, it can be death in a relationship, death in your finances, whatever the case may be, you see. But it comes down to, are you carnally minded? That's fleshly minded. It's also just to be natural, you know. Uh, to be carnally minded is not always sinful. It's, it's, it, it can just be natural. You know, you're just looking at things, you know, through your five senses and through the intellect. And I think a few weeks ago we were sharing with you, you know, that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you from a place that's beyond just your, your reason, beyond just the intellectual mind, you see. You see, and so, and so carnally minded versus spiritually minded, which is going to produce some, some life and, and peace in your life. Amen. Now look at these verses, um, in the, uh, New Living Translation also. To, uh, let's look at these in the, in the New Living Translation also. Um, yeah, let's look at these. Uh, let's look at it in the NLT verse 5. says, uh, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. Now, what does it mean to be dominated by the sinful nature? It means to be dominated by that old way of thinking. You see, this guys, remember, if you're in Christ... The, the, the place where the sinful nature really exists is in the unrenewed mind. You see, it's in the soulish realm. And so it's, it's that old way of thinking. You see, it's, it's, it's really what it is ultimately is, is to put your focus on yourself rather than on what Jesus has already done. Because here's what it means to be spiritually minded. Uh, at one point, the way I would always teach this and, 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 
you know, the way I looked at it was, was that, well, to be spiritually minded is to be word minded. You know, you're, you're, you're focused on the word of God and, and you're, you're meditating the word of God. And, and that is true. That is correct. But you see, one thing I'm learning, guys, as we're getting deeper into this covenant of grace and understanding the grace of God more is, is really the importance of, of being specific. You see, you want to be, we want to be specific. And so, yes, to be spiritually minded in a very practical sense, Alex, how do I be spiritually minded? It is to be word minded. You're focused on the word of God. But, but uh, really what it is, is, is it is to be Jesus-minded, guys. Glory be to God. You see, uh, to be spiritually minded is uh, to be Jesus-minded, you see. And so, yes, it's to be focused on the Word of God. But you see, you're always looking at the Word of God through the lens of the finished works of Jesus Christ. You see, it's always going to be the Word of grace. It's always going to be from the perspective, glory to God, of what Jesus has already done for us. Because, guys, the context here in Romans 8 is what Jesus did on the cross. We just saw that, right? And so his context here with being spiritually minded is the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so to be spiritually minded, guys, is I'm not focusing on myself, on my own performance and self-effort. No, what I'm focusing on is what Jesus has already done for me. It is to set my mind on the finished works of Jesus Christ because Jesus shed his blood on the cross 2,000 years ago. I'm already righteous because of what Jesus has done 2,000 years ago. Healing is available. Deliverance is available. Provisions are available, you see. And so I focus on what Jesus has already done. And then what I do, guys, is I say, Holy Spirit, make this real in my heart. You see, Holy Spirit, Confirm this truth in my heart. And now, Holy Spirit, what are you leading me to do? You see, to be spiritually minded is to focus on who we are in Christ. And the paradox here is, it's to focus not on ourselves, but to focus on Jesus. It's to turn our attention away from ourselves and to look to Jesus. And so when he says here, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, in verse 5, the sinful nature here is talking about any time that you are just always, you know, it's just about, you know, me, you know. <laughs> it, it, and again, guys, there, there's, a, there's a place for the right kind of balance here. But what we're saying is, you know, it, it, you, know you say, well, Alex, well, how, how is it sinful just when I'm focusing on myself? Well, the thing about it, is this, friend, is that if you're focused only on yourself, well, sooner or later, that's going to produce some sin. That might be a radical thing for some people to hear, but it is the truth. You see, if, if, if all I ever do is I'm focused on myself, well, well what that's going to do is, first of all, my uh, motivations are going to become impure. You know, guys, if I was sitting here teaching the Word of God and I was always, it was just about me, you know, I was just trying to look good or whatever, trying to make a name for myself, well, that would produce some sin because my motivation would be wrong. You see, you see, and so it starts with what's your motivation. And so when you're always just focused on your own performance and what you can do, no matter how hard you try, it's going to produce some issues. In fact, the Bible talks about in Proverbs how, how only by pride cometh contention. Now that's radical, guys, <laughs> because one way that you can define pride is, is self-centeredness. You know, if it's always about me, 
you know, it's just me, 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 you know, uh, that's going to produce some issues in, in, in our lives, guys. And you just need to look at the world. I mean, one of the reasons that you got all these issues going on in the world is because people aren't willing to listen to other people's perspective, you know. That's the whole issue with politics. You know, it used to be that, you know, people could have differing opinions and they would get together and discuss those opinions. But now it's just, man, if you don't agree with me, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're of the devil because you don't agree with me, <laughs> you know. And, and, and so, and so it's, it's because when my focus is only myself, here's the thing. If, 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 you're, if you're always caught up in yourself, if you're wrapped up in, your, in yourself all the time, you make a very small package. You see, and so he's talking here about turning our attention away from, from us and looking to Jesus. And so he says, those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. That's the finished works of Jesus Christ. You see, that's who you are in Christ. That's who you are in the Spirit. And uh, it's very interesting that he says here, controlled, because guys, of course, what you want to remember is, who's the one, who's the person who's controlling your mind? Who is it? That's you guys. Guys, I want you to understand that even if it doesn't always feel like that, you actually have dominion and authority over your thinking, especially as a born-again Christian. You've got the new creation on the inside of you. You have the ability to focus your mind on the things of the Spirit. Now you say, well, Alex... It's very challenging for me to do that, and I, I will say, friend, it takes practice. You see, it takes practice. But here's the key, and this is why I think it's so important that you understand that it's about your relationship with Jesus, because it's not just about you, you know, memorizing a bunch of scriptures or anything like that. No, no, what it's about is you focusing on your relationship. You see, it's your relationship with Jesus. It's your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And then you think about what Jesus has already done. You think about his finished works. You think about who he's made you to be. And you're asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, confirm this truth to my heart. And so more and more that you do that, the Holy Spirit will begin to, will begin, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the more that you now focus on him, the more he can work in you. You see, what he's going to do now, he's going to speak to your heart. You know, he's going to remind you in, in the midst of a challenge of who you are. You see, he's going to be your advocate. He's going to remind you, no, 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 no. You know, you're about to lose your temper. You know, you're about to cuss someone out, man. He's going to speak to you. and He's going to say, no, 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 no. You're the righteousness of God. Remember who you are. You see, you see. And so, and so that's how that works. Look at verse 6. He, he says, verse 6, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. You want to have some peace? Focus on the Spirit. Focus on the things of the Spirit. You will find, man, you can even find yourself in a, in a crazy situation, and you're still going to have some peace in that situation. He's going to give you some peace in that situation. You know, and, and also what this does is the more that you're focusing on, on the things of the Spirit, He's working in you, He's transforming you, and you will find quite naturally, you know, you're less focused on yourself. Now it's going to become about, man, how can I be a blessing to somebody else? 
you know, how can I, how can I do something that's going to be a blessing to someone else? And it's not because you're, you're, you're trying to do that to be a better person, so to speak. No, it's the Spirit transforming you from the inside out. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.